but football is out fangers, mate. You play a football match, it's out fangers, mate. It's going to be the greatest game in the world, but there's no people there to watch it. It becomes nothing. And to Johnson. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Jungle Gyms podcast. It's myself and James in the house today, and we've just witnessed Celtic beat Livingston. 3 0 away from home. Um, I'm here to Gav. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> it's myself and James. <laughs> that prick. Hi, Paddy. Sorry. Hi, mate. Right, aye. So, we live 3 0 away from home. It's one of the, the most turgid grounds to go to. And happy days. We've got three goals, three points. Paddy, take it away. What was your thoughts? Uh, well, obviously, the first thought that popped into my head when I saw the team lineup was I was quite I was a bit angry to be honest with you because I expected Livingston to line up kind of compact and team handed in defence and I'm thinking right we're going to be playing Kyogo five foot seven up against two or three big absolute monsters and however many midfielders for Livingston is dropping back and sitting in tight um so I had a wee bit of a rant about that with you guys before the game, and of course, his fate was to prove me wrong and bitch slap me right in the face. Kyogo pops up with the first goal. So, happy days, start it out. Here we go. Totally, James. I think maybe with the going to the Tony Macaroni against like the, the kind of the giants in Scottish football. Um, I'm talking about height wise, not actually <laughs> kind of football stature. Um, has Ange kind of shown that there's more than one way to skin a cat in terms of playing Livingston? Everybody thought that Jack and Marcus, we had to go for the physicality, but we we kept the ball in the ground for most of it. We played Kyogo, and Kyogo was uh, the, the first on the score sheet. So are you you're quite impressed with um, Ange sticking by his guns today? I definitely. I was the same as Paddy when I seen the team. Um, Jack and Marcus, I thought, was going to be first name in his team sheet. Uh, didn't think Aaron Moy would have played. Didn't think this was the type of game for him, but obviously went on to prove his rang. And as I, I said on here in uh, Wednesday night, uh, going up to Almondville, it's just a, you take a scrappy 1-0, just get three points and up the road. But I think was as comfortable as comfortable can be the day. Never really looked under any pressure at all. I've got to agree with you. I thought um, there's a bit of a fear um, amongst our Celtic fans against Livingston, and that's because of past performances and what what they can uh, impose on us. Um, I felt that they were a wee bit toothless today. The the big guy up front, Nubly, he was a right handful. Um, at the start of the game, I was I was wary of what he could do because he managed to make um, Cameron Carter-Vickers give away a, a needless yellow card early in the game. And I saw him playing against him. I saw him playing against Jens. And I was thinking what kind of impression he could make today. But I thought overall we actually got off lightly. But let's give Celtic the credit. Paddy, going into the game, um, Livy were eighth in the league. They'd had four wins, one draw and five defeats and a minus four goal difference. Martindale has only lost two of the last six meetings with Celtic. Um, counting that as three out of the last seven now. But um, going into the game with the, the lineup, um, apart from Kyoko, who we've mentioned, were you happy with how we started? I see that um, Juranovic came out and Rousen came in to give us a physicality at the mm-hmm. back. Taylor, of course, has been excellent. There's, there's no need to kind of drop him. And um, as, as James said, Moy again continued in the uh, the number 10 position and Haksabanovic and Forrest on the wings with Kyogo in the middle. So were you, apart from Kyogo, who you've kind of mentioned, were you fair enough? Were you happy with the lineup? Uh, it was pretty much what I, what I thought would happen. Uh, probably, other than the inclusion of James Forrest, I thought he would have probably started a badder. But uh, aye, happy enough for the squad. Again, I wasn't happy with, with, with Kyogo starting for, for reasons that I've already said. 
And it seemed even a bit more stranger when I saw Ralston in the lineup because Ralston's clearly been picked for his, his physicality, his height, his passion, his aggression, his energy. But one of Ralston's biggest weapons in a Celtic shot is driving forward and putting in a cross. So if he's starting with Kyogo again, five foot seven, whatever, blah blah blah, up against as it's as it's as it, as it transpired at the start, up against three Livingston centre backs at least. I'm thinking right again. That's Ralston going to be firing blanks basically because every single cross that he puts in is going to be swept up, mopped up by a Livingston player. So you take that out of the equation. But the way it worked too, like if you look at Kyogo's first goal, the ball and the movement actually comes for Ralston. So Ralston gets the ball, he brings himself inverted inside with the ball, he passes it through to Taylor, who again, he's just kind of, he's in the middle of the park, but just kind of offset a wee bit, just to the left, passes into Taylor, Taylor, Turns around, takes a touch, looks up, sees a movement for Kyogo, slips him through, maybe about 20, 25 yards. Absolutely brilliant ball. And uh, Kyogo pushes forward, kind of runs his defender a wee bit. Defender doesn't do anything to try and kind of tackle Kyogo or put him off, nothing. Kyogo gets his time. And other than that, mate, it puts away an absolute fucking belt of a left foot shot by the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper probably could have done a bit more. But that still doesn't take away from the finish and the goal and the timing as well, because it's always good to get an early goal up there. Um, so, aye, so it was a great start. Yeah, it was. It was an early goal in the first half and an early goal in the second half. That's exactly what you want. If you were to write a script, that's how you would write it, uh, playing that, um, the spaghetti had. That particular goal for Kyoko, kind of peeling off his marker, and then he, he, he collects it takes one, two touch, and then fires it in and off the post at the keeper's near corner. Um, a fantastic goal. Uh, James, that's kind of like typical of Kyogo's movement. Um, there's been a lot of chat about him having a bit of a, a crisis of confidence. Do you think that there's there's much kind of credit to that? Or is that being based purely on the European game? So domestically, do you think he still suffers from a bit of confidence or do you think he's, he's back to Kyogo? I think it domestically it's, it is definitely affecting him. I mean, he's still he's still banging the goals in, obviously, but his overall performances, I don't think he's anywhere near the heights that he hit last season. Um, but as I say, obviously, still scoring the goals. But uh, I, even the day, I th- I, obviously, your striker scores a goal, you can't really complain. But overall, I thought it was a wee bit quiet today, uh, again. But as I say, striker scores goals, that's what he's there today. So, can't really grumble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a few amount of comments um, for, for the guys here about uh, Greg Taylor so I'm going to just say it and I'm going to give the credit to Woodsy actually he said it to me during the game now I know that you don't give out player of the year performance or player of the year awards in um, October but if we were to do that would Greg Taylor get your award Paddy? What was, the, what was the award? If you were to give out a player of the year award so far in October. Oh, aye, aye, yes, 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 100%. Right now, Greg Taylor would be giving a speech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. I just had a picture of my that wee guy with the Oscar, like, you know, fucking that or that. But no, listen, he's, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, it's not just been this season as well. It was probably including the tail end of last season. I know he really started to grow into the role. Again, he's totally put a lot, a lot of people kind of Shut them up, myself included. But uh, no, again, today he plays his 100th game for Celtic. He starts the game off with an assist. I say, put through Kyogo, so he gets the assist and then he pops up with a goal. You know, so that's he's scored the second goal for Celtic now. So he's shown how kind of integral he is to the team. Obviously, Callum McGregor's out. We've heard reports to Coglu kind of about the behind the scenes stuff. And he does say that Greg Taylor is probably one of the biggest influences in the dressing room. And you can kind of see that when the park starting to all transpire now. Mm-hmm. And you start to see that kind of a cohesion between all the players. And you see, and, and I'm pretty sure it was Greg Taylor that was actually giving the team talk, uh, possibly against Shakhtar. I know, I know, I know Carter Vickers has been the allocated captain wearing the handband and that, but if you look at the huddle before kickoff, you actually see Greg Taylor. He's the one that's shouting and balling. Like it almost looks as if it's Scott Brown or Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. That sounds like more like Jimmy Bullard doing that after that goal yeah. celebration, do you remember? <laughs> uh, aye, and um, Greg Taylor, uh, ironically, a lot of people thought he might be okay domestically, but he wouldn't be able to make that step up for Europe. But James, as we've just seen uh, for the Champions League, quite a 
a disappointing campaign so far. Still with one game to go. Uh, Greg Taylor has definitely stood up in the Champions League games. I definitely Wednesday night as well. Uh, Tuesday night even. Only went to highlight that even further. Uh, I think across the board, the team was pretty poor. Uh, Greg Taylor, as I said again on Wednesday night, Greg Taylor was the only one that I think comes out with kind of pass, pass marks maybe a bit harsh, but he was definitely man of the match. And as Paddy says, like, he's proved me wrong as well. This time last year, I'd, I just didn't get what he brought to the team. I didn't think he was quick. He wasn't good in the tackle, wasn't scoring, assisting, but he's doing everything now. Uh, and definitely, probably heating shoulders play of the season so far, which, it, to be fair, it's probably a shame because Bernabeu as well, when he's come in, he's looked really good, but I don't think you can drop Greg Taylor now with the form that he's in, so... I don't know which of David Bernabe, do you maybe push him on one and see how he can do as a winger playing in front of Greg Taylor? We need to keep him hungry. And the only way to do that is maybe give him these kind of appearances every now and again and bringing him on um, as Ange does after the hour mark. But Greg Taylor, especially for these tough away games, um, I, I wouldn't make that substitution. But he's getting enough appearances. We have enough games, albeit, unfortunately, we're, we're out of Europe now. Um so that is a good point. How do you how do you kind of keep him hungry? Do you give him those appearances, those cameo appearances, or play him at left wing? Certainly, we've got a, a lot of wingers anyway with Jota, Haxabanich, and Maida, who both occupy or all three of them they occupy that that front left forward position. Um, Paddy, uh, Aaron Moy, another player who's um, been criticised on occasions. Um, personally. One thing I will say, um, th- there was an interview with a couple of the select players, and they were talking about who gets the award for this, who gets the award for that, you know, best dressed, best banter, funniest guy. And one of the ones was um, who's got the best touch, the best control. And both of them said right away, Aaron Moy. Mm. I think that that kind of close control on a, a shitty pitch like it is today. But tell us that that, that joke for Frankie Boyle, what, what did uh, Frankie Boyle say about the pitch today? Oh, that's right. I sent you that before the game. Uh, well, during the game, uh, Frankie Boyle put a tweet up and says uh, the the Livingston pitch is like one of the the, the, the surface of a pool table to get seen. One of the roughest pubs in Glasgow. Aye. Well, if you consider that that metaphor, um, I think Adam Moyes' close control is very, very important. Although he might not be the fastest, he might not be the best player for every single game. But for that type of environment. I thought uh, he, he played pretty well. What do you reckon? I listen, I mean, I know people are they doubt him and they don't like him, which is which is of course it's everybody's opinions. I know James is uh, the last time you were on, mate, you had a you had a bit of rant about him. I don't think he's the greatest player that we've ever seen. I don't think he's the best player in the team. But I, I like him. I like what he brings to the team. And I know a lot of people say that that's basically just the basics. Like, you know, he's making the passes that you would expect a player to pass. But see if that's the case, then he should be getting praise for doing his job right, kind of thing. But no, I agree with you. He's he's touch and close control is definitely one of the things that I think he's best at. But in terms of like with, with Callum McGregor being out again, Moy's one of these guys with experience in the squad. He's stepping up all the time. He's leading by example. He's getting stuck in. He's everywhere on the part that he needs to be, and he's trying to drive the team forward. And I know. A lot of the criticism aimed at him is that he's quite slow. And what? No enemy is one of the fucking slowest players you've ever seen on the park. You know? As long as he's performing on this team, which he is, that's good yeah. enough for me. He, 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 he's, he's probably going to end up being one of the kind of guys where, he, he, not, not an unsung hero, but you know, he doesn't get any of the credit that he deserves because he just does, he does the he does the things that's no fancy. He just, he Ticks, he gets the team ticking, he does everything that he needs to do, and that's it. Yeah, um, uh-huh, I agree with that. Uh, the first half, there was not many flashpoints in it. I think, apart from the goal itself for uh, Kyogo, the most entertaining thing was uh, Aaron Moy, whenever he, he clocked Willie Collum and sent him over, man. Well, there you um, go, that's a, that's, a, that's a good enough reason. Aye. So it gets past marks from me, but I, I agree with James that I think he's a, a useful squad player. Um, yes. He's not he's not useless, but I wouldn't start him in every single game. Um, and there was actually a big chance for him in the 32nd minute. Um, the ball kind of fell kindly for him when it came down in a half volley. I think he went with a, a left-footed drive, and it went. he kind of dragged that a wee bit. It went about um, a yard or so past the post. 
that was a, a chance. Another chance was uh, James Forrest when he cut in from the right-hand side on his left foot. He shot at the near post, but it might have been in hindsight uh, better for him to go to the far post. Um, James, what was your overall kind of thoughts on the first half itself, apart from the early goal? Do you think we kind of grew into it? I it was honestly even the full ninety minutes. I just thought we were comfortable. I I don't think we were ever really under any any pressure, any certainly any sustained pressure. It was as I say going up there. It was pretty straightforward as it as it can be. Uh, just to touch on Aaron Moya, I slated him during the week. I actually thought he was all right today. Uh, he liked. I thought he liked to play really well. More so, <laughs> more so in the first half. Uh, I thought he liked to play really well, and as you say, ended it puts Willie Colomoni's arse will get past marks for me anyway. But no, I, th- I thought the first half was it wasn't much of a game to be honest. It was really really comfortable. We done what we had today and took the three points in the end. That was the main thing. Gav, sorry for sorry for jumping in, mate. Just a, just a question I want to pose to to yourselves and anybody in the comments. Now I know like a lot of folk, as I say, I've got different opinions on Aaron Moy. What is the difference between Aaron Moy and David Turnbull, for an example? Like, what does that well? <laughs> yeah, mate, Tur- Turnbull's kind of pushing that fucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, listen, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, a lot of people will say that David Turnbull's a good player, and I see, I see Moy doing more in a Celtic jersey than Turnbull does. Um, sorry, uh, James, you want to answer that one? I. It, uh... I think Turnbull Turnbull needs games really, didn't he? No. That's it. <laughs> he's he's not in the team and he's kinda in and out and in and out and like me no so much under Ange, but certainly Lennon, obviously you're kinda setting the bar really low there. But there's definitely a player there and I think he's got room to improve, whereas Moy doesn't have that room to improve. But see see at the same time though, see I would rather see I don't think it's a direct kind of between uh, Moy and Turnbull. We've got that Abel guard there, and I know that's a bit more defensive, but see if you put him in there, that, that lets Hitati and O'Reilly play their kind of more natural game going forward and things like that, like, obviously like the way that Callum McGregor does. I just don't think, well, obviously it worked today, but I don't think Moy or Turnbull really gives us a good balance. I think I, I'd personally, I'd put Abel guard in there and then just say to O'Reilly and Hitati, go and play your own game. Oh. I Abiel Gore. Um, I think uh, I'm trying to get that pronunciation right. Abiel Gore. Ab- Abligor. 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 I, I I still don't know enough about the guy. Um, but he, he's certainly uh, putting in the the hours in training anyway. So I, I guess sooner or later he's going to get a start and we can see exactly what he's made of. Um, he's got the height and uh, maybe maybe for these away games he'd be a kind of a regular for that type of physicality that we come up against. Um, but going into half-time, uh, as we said, there wasn't much kind of flashpoints and the possession kind of panned out as we expected. We were about 76% possession at that point. Um, going into half-time, we get another early goal and it's Greg Taylor uh, who we were talking about earlier on. 53rd minute, and it's a shot down the middle from about 25 yards out perhaps. It went through a sea of bodies. The, key- the keeper was a- kind of blindsided and it actually went through his legs rather comically. And the guy just loves scoring. Like, like the, the grin in his face was just a replica of him scoring against Hearts. He absolutely loves it. Um, Paddy, Greg Taylor, we've already spoken about him so far. But he's adding goals to his game now. And that was not a feature of his of his uh, performances previously. So things are just getting better and better for the boy. Mate, I know this is probably totally fucking way after tangent. But see... Seeing you see Greg Taylor celebrating, I know he done it. His last goal, he's only scored two goals, so obviously the last goal of the day. He runs, he runs away like see that. I, I don't know if you can remember Rocky. You see the bit where he beats Apollo Creed in the rest. He's like fucking. Mate, that's that's what that makes me. Um, but I t- terrific, terrific wee player, mate. His his work rate is is phenomenal. It's great to see him adding goals into the game. Um. And I leading the park and putting everybody to shame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, here, James, do you think uh, the spaghetti had is our toughest away ground? I guess if you want to take off your green tinted specs, you would always go for Mordor. But if you were to exclude that from the question, do you think it is always Livingston? 
I, I'm all, I always feel Easter Road, obviously, out of Ibrooks, Easter Road in Almondville, I always feel kind of difficult games. You always get a hard game there, but hopefully that's us. To, I mean, Livingston aren't a great team, but you just know what you're going to have to face, and obviously it's a shite pitch and stuff like that, but hopefully that's us turned a corner now, uh, and we can all get that out of heat now, just go and play our stuff, and hopefully have many more results like today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Paddy, would you agree with that? Uh, another one is Hearts. I hate playing Hearts, but I love beating them. That's a bit of a, an oxymoron there, but I love beating them, but I just don't relish the prospect of playing them. I see what you mean, I, but like you look at stadiums and pitches, but Pinecastle's a great place to go because you, you seem to always get a good game of football there. Kilmarnock used to be a great a great trip away, but they've got the plastic pitch through. Uh, Canadice is a great place to go again. I don't think I've ever been there and seen a bad game. But Livingston is going to be it's going to be up there as one of the worst pitches. And I, I honestly, I genuinely can't remember seeing Celtic playing a good game there. I know there was certain facets and parts of the day that was kind of zippy, it was nippy, and we were we were kind of we were flown. But it's just it's a fucking horrible, horrible pitch, horrible stadium, a horrible place. Sorry if anybody's feel Livingston. And it's a horrible team, you know what I mean? You, you, you would hate to be a Livingston supporter and sit there and watch that turgid gumph every single week because that's all they do, they just defend. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and slag them for being in the position that they are and doing this and doing that. They're playing to their strengths, which is their shite, so they're going to smell that shite and try and repel everybody away from them. But it's, it's, no, it's no nice to watch. Um, apart from Andy Walker, who was... Nearly orgasming every single time that that guy Michael Bubley up for whatever his name was was getting get the ball. I'm telling you, I, I, I know, I know, I've made my feelings clear about Andy Walker, how much I despise him. Uh, but the day was really, really, he was, he was annoying me. It was like a wee pest, a wee pesky fly. And honestly, mate, every single time that that guy Nubley go at the ball, go anywhere near the ball, was getting fouled. I was getting doing this, doing that. You could. You could hear the joy in his face, like every time he got to say his name, it's he's just a tosser. Aye, aye, uh, and another tosser in the, the Sky production, of course, was Chris Boyd. Um, I never kind of stayed on after full time to see his reaction. Um, some people were talking about, in fact, let, let, let me kind of get back to the actual game itself. Um, one kind of thing, one question I've got for you is. is did it look as if we got a wee bit casual after the second goal? I know that we made a raft of substitutions, but before we made those substitutions, on the hour mark, Forrest collected a loose pass from their goalkeeper. It was like a missed kick. And he had the option of either shooting or squaring it to Hitati. And he tried to square it to Hitati, whereas maybe somebody else in that position, like a Kyogre or a Jackie Marcus, would have went, even a bad, I think, would have went straight for goal. He tried to, to square it and uh, the defender managed to kind of like uh, nullify it. The keeper picked it up. I just felt that that was a wee bit kind of lacking that killer instinct. And with a 2 0, although it sounds like a nice wee cushion, with a 2 0, all you need is one mistake and then it goes to, to 2 1. And that's where, you know, people get panicky. We panic, you know, watching it at home. Um, and it, it just kind of, that, that feeling transcends, it goes through the players and the supporters, it's just unavoidable. So, although we were happy with the, the two-goal cushion, I, I still think that's precarious, and whenever you, you get presented with these chances, you need to be ruthless. But right after that, we make uh, a bunch of changes. Um, O'Reilly and Forrest, they come off, Turnbull and Abad come on, and then a few minutes later, it was Haxabanovic, Hatati, Kyogo, they come off, Jota, Jack and Marcus, and Abilgor, Abligor, they come on. Um, James, do you think, is it just me about us being a wee bit casual at times, or do you think we need to be more ruthless? I mean, we definitely miss chances, obviously we've seen that over the course of this season, but as I say, I, I don't ever think, I never felt at any point today we were in any danger at all. Even the first kind of, was it the first kind of like 20, 30 minutes, I thought that Nubli, to be honest, was kind of, Cameron Carter Vickers a hard time, but after Carter Vickers get booked, I don't think that Nubly really get mentioned again. Uh, but I, see, apart from that, honestly, I, I think we could play to midnight in Livingston, wouldn't they score? That's a good point. They actually did look a bit toothless. Um, Paddy, see, um, 
I'm talking about toothless with, with, with Livingston. I think our two centre-backs were getting a wee bit better with handling that type of physical striker up front. Or do you think today was just a lucky day? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think... I don't recall that they've actually played against this guy before. Um, maybe he's just totally overlooked me either as well. But um, I think for the start, like, it was the first few minutes in and Jens was tried a... He tried a cross-field pass across across the defence and... and Fucking the player got to it, you know, and he kind of he messed up the pass. And then the first the first couple of goes with Vickers, you know, the first couple of times he went kind of shoulder to shoulder with that big movie, the big guy kind of got the better of him. Um, I know Vickers got booked later on, which was stupid and silly, but I think they basically just had to kind of sound them out first. They had to realise the way that he was playing against them, that, that bit extra that they had today. And then it looked to be as if, obviously, Vickers was taking charge of actually getting into trying smash smash the guy but if you look at Jens as well mate Jens was covering him but they, Livingston literally only had that guy up front himself and they had eight or nine men in defense and they were trying to kick the ball up to this guy to chase it to put the pressure on Vickers and Jens but the guys did well they came together one was covering for each other you know um so I, they sounded them out pretty quickly uh, so get it right up you Andy Walker <laughs> And James, the penalty. So VAR actually does us a favour. Um, and we get a penalty. So Jota, he crosses it, but you've got the boy, what's the guy's name, Shinny, and he, he handballed it. Um, Willie Colton never gave it, but VAR called him over. He had to look at it, and then he gave the penalty. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's just nice to see that Val's gained for uh, penalties for Hornbos this week. But as as I'm saying before, we come on here. That that to me, I suppose, by the light of the law these days, it is a penalty. But see the one at Tynecastle last week. That's a hundred times made a penalty than that one the day. That one the day, the guy's arms up high, but he's what two yards away or something, and he's scored it. It's like any stride that he's running. The one last week, I, I don't. I I just don't like VR as a whole. But I, I don't understand how you can give that one the day and no give that one last week. They're either both penalties or none of them are penalties. So I'd like the VR officials. I've said for ages, I think it's kind of, I've already said for a while, the ref should come out after the game and explain their decisions. But I think they just make it up as they go with this far. Aye, uh, that would be a football utopia if actual referees explained their decisions. Um, that might be too much to hope for, but I agree with your inconsistency between this penalty and the one at Tynecastle. But Paddy, we actually do get the, the penalty. Um, our first domestic penalty since April, I believe. And as fate would have it, of course, we were going to miss it. Um, what did you make of that? Jack Amakis, he took it, he hit it off the, the outside of the post and it went out. It looked raging. It wasn't really his afternoon, even though he didn't have that much time on the park. There was another point where he got the ball where he took a bad touch. It took him wide. Um, wasn't really his afternoon, but that's your penalty, uh, Jack and Marcus. What's your thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm the same as James. I mean, even last week, I think, uh, I know I've kind of discussed this on here and, and off it as well. Um, I think even the one against Smith last week was a bit harsh, just because of how close in proximity it was. He was between uh, Forrest last week and Jota the day. Uh, but I think again the day, mate, I think it was pretty harsh. But that just that just goes to show like a lot of inconsistencies and kind of incompetencies that you get with the referees. And Willie Colm has been at it for years. I don't think he's the worst ref in terms of being a, a wee rotten cheat, but he's certainly hopeless. So there was a lot of things today that kind of I was thinking you're getting something for that and no for that. A couple of times, Kyogo, mate. I, th- I think there could have been a couple of penalties on Kyogo. Guy was kind of had, had both his arms on Kyogo at one point when he ran out of the box. And then he's booked Vickers later on for the exact same thing. Um, and then there was one, and I think it might have been Sean Kelly, uh, I think, who who can fly in, but can run in from behind one of the Celtic players. And he kicked him in the back of the leg from behind. You know, that was as cynical as, as anything, but it was literally just a free kick. So, again, comes to the inconsistencies, that's referees, but this is what they've got to be brought up for. This is what you've got to comment on, analyse the whole lot. But I know he went to the to the VAR screen to kind of confirm it for himself. 
And I think, again, that just shows the inconsistencies of the human, because I don't think it was a penalty. But he gave it. Um, Jackie Marcus made an arse up. That is what it is. Probably justice done, if you want to call it that. Uh, but it didn't matter. We were still, still ahead. Um, Quite an insightful uh, comment there from Palman. Um, so Palman said that the refs actually do do interviews in the Netherlands. However, it's really not that great. I'd imagine that they're not going to, you know, spill the beans and say that I are fucked up there. Um, so I that that they've got that there. Um, however, you don't really get much reward from it. I, I guess. Um, not even, not even just, sorry to interrupt you, but not even just take about and let's say I right, I've made a mistake there. But let's see the one last week. See the VR team. Let's see if the VR could just explain why they haven't even told them to go and have a look at it. But then the day they have told them to go and have a look at it, it just it doesn't add up. And I, as I say, like the one at Tyne Castle last week for me, that's a stonewall penalty because I think he's put his helmet more towards it than the day it's it's obviously close and it's as if the guy's in his stride. So it's just totally inconsistent and I just wish they would come out. Look, obviously they have all their meetings and they've explained the VR and how they're going to work it, but they should they should come out after it and just say, well, I've told them to go and have a look at that for reasons X, Y and Z and I've never no told them to go and have a look at that for reasons X, Y and Z. Because there's points in that game the day and it was just like wee silly fouls in the halfway line and you could see just watching it in real time on Sky it was absolutely nothing, Phil. Free kick, play on, that was it. But they stopped again so they could check it for VAR. And like, what, what are you looking for there? It's just utterly pointless. I, I just don't like it. I don't know if you can tell, but I just don't like it. <laughs> but see, see, see what you're saying there? Now, in, in the game last week, and there's uh, Dale just coming on, so I'm just going to bring him in, guys, all right? Derek, son, I've just sent you an email there to you, mate. Sorry. It's all right. I got it, mate. I got it. How are you, guys? How are you getting on, all right? Oh, Aye, mate, good, mate. Gav, good, Gav. Nice to meet you, James. All right, mate, you too. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring you in in two seconds, mate. Right? You just rudely interrupted us in the middle of that point now. <laughs> hey, two seconds, mate. Aye, James, that's what I was saying, mate. Like, Andy Walker said the exact opposite of that last week when we played against Arts. And he said that the, the whole purpose and the whole way that all these guys and referees and whatever wanted to go about VR the new was only, uh, only using it at the, at the bare minimum so that they could ensure that the decisions were maximised, basically. So they, they weren't going to use it for wee daft things, and they weren't going to use it for, like, corners and this and that. It was going to be for big incidents at the end of the day. But it's it's almost as if they're using it twice as much. I, see, even, I know, obviously, we're going off on a tangent here, but see this clear and obvious thing? There was one last week, and it's going to sound ridiculous, it sounds so daft, I know that, but there was one last week, I can't mind who it was, but somebody hit a shot, and the Hearts defender clearly he does it totally changes the way the ball's gone it's a corner all day long you can see in real time it's a corner and he gives a goal kick why can the vr official i'm assuming they're sitting watching the game no just press the button and go you've got that one rang that's a corner and he doesn't need to go and look at it he doesn't need to end just ready go there a corner see the monitor at the side i would do away with that there is no point in it have you ever seen a referee go to the monitor and stand by his own decision it's i just think it's totally pointless if you're going to have vr Day away with the monitor because the guy in his ears tell him it's a penalty, he's going to go with it anyway. It's as if they're just going out to like, basically, so there's two of them agreeing with it, even if one of them Disney because obviously they don't, they never gave the initial decision. It's just, I don't like it. Uh, it's a good point that you make. I, I watch a lot of football in England and I think whenever they get called over to the monitor, I think it's, I've not done the math, but I would say it's less than 5% of the times that the referee actually sticks by his decision and doesn't let the, the monitor kind of rule his, his decision. Uh, Dell talking about VAR, and by the way, welcome, hope you're doing well. And congratulations on uh, the 100th episode for the Celtic Supports podcast. Cheers, mate. I watched it, it was a good laugh. Aye, it always is, mate, especially when Paddy's been in the booze for three bells, so... Um, <laughs> there's, there, there's, not, there's normally there's normally is. um Make a bit of an arse of yourself. Not normally me to be fair, but when Paddy sent me a picture of Coors Light at um three sixteen PM, I thought, aye, it's gonna be fucking eventful the night. Um I the the VAR thing we, we, we spoke about it last week, isn't it? Um listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest part of your podcast in the next six or seven months, isn't it? It's it, it, I think the Hearts won last week with the handball and then 
exactly the same one at uh, the ship pit yesterday with the, the same two people involved. One was given, one wasn't. So I, I, I agree with you, Gav. I, 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 I don't know how it, I don't know how it works. But James, I agree with you to a certain extent as well. The pit side monitors, they're, they're not they're not using them. So why so why are they there? They're clearly not using them. I know I've heard you and Paddy talking about it, Gav. And for me, I, I think it's a great idea what Paddy's brought up in in, in regards to the, the tennis thing. Give oh, the, co- the coaches a, a a a three decisions per half to say to the fourth official. Come and look at this, because as as James says, the pitch side monitors are there and they're doing absolutely nothing. They're, they're doing nothing. They're, they're a waste of time, man. Um, I don't I don't think it affected the game too much today. To be fair, you see that one. Whenever you've got like uh, three three decisions that you can call in a half, for example. So say yeah. for example. Like, say Kyogo is adamant that he should have had a penalty, just in general, not talking about today's game, but Ange never saw it. So what does Ange do? Does he call time out? So Paddy, come back to you. Does Ange call time out and he speaks to Kyogo and says, so how certain were you that it was a penalty? And if Kyogo convinces him, then he'll say, right, okay, we'll challenge it. And then it's not a penalty. Uh-huh. I think that's got to be a manager's decision. I, I don't think you can shit on the park, I think, if if there's something in place in the dugout and somebody like John Kennedy or something gives him a wee nudge and says, give him a shout. But then that that opens up a, do- a totally different thing. As you say, Gav, stopping the game when, there, when there's play in play and, and there's another team attacking. And I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not a big fan of it. I think, I think it's totally ruining football. I think it's totally ruining the fans' experience of football as well. Um the human error thing's always going to be there, whether it's a referee or or VAR. But the, the VAR thing's just you, you see the fans celebrating and then the decision goes against us. It's it's not for me. It's not for well, me. I, 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 I'd, I'd had a wee chat with you, I do, and it was just kind of yeah. one of the kind of opinions that I had. And I did say like the whole tennis thing, and, and I think that to an extent, like each team should have. X amount of calls that they're able to make to the referee, and, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure I changed my mind and made it to the the captain because obviously the captain's a guy that can run up to the park and speak to the referee when there's been a, a foul or somebody's getting booked. The captain, the captain is technically the only guy that's allowed to go and speak to the referee. So mm-hmm. therefore, the caption, the captain should be able to say, right, listen, I'm making a call here. See, yeah. even if it's even if it's three per match, right, three calls per match, each captain gets that. You're not going to give them unlimited calls because they would just be going ah, every two seconds. Like, oh, yeah. I want that checked. No, you keep it for for when you require it. If the referee's not seen it, then chances are that somebody on the pitch has seen it, and the captains are there in a position of trust, really, aren't they, by their yeah. teams. So they should be the guy that's allowed to go and say, "Listen, I want you fucking, I want you to have a go yeah. and have a look at it because we're we're all working here together." And that's the way it should be. If you're bringing in video assisted referee. Then, if a player can go up to a referee and say, "By the way, he's fouled me," and then the referee will maybe go and have a chat with his linesman, saying, "Did yeah. he foul him?" You're doing the exact yeah. same thing. It's it's not exactly it's not exactly getting some some kind of a bonus out it. You're not getting one up on the other team. You're uh, you're, you're actually playing football to its truest sense because you're one every single decision proper and correct. And again. I've been on about this fucking VR a million times, and I get the fact that it does take away a certain element of football, like the, the, the flow of the game. You do end up with extra minutes, you do this and do that. But in its entirety, that video assisted with VR is essentially only doing what everybody's doing now is sitting watching a telly or jumping onto their phone, looking at a highlight yeah. and getting X, Y, and Z camera angles. That's Die. what's there. It allows, it, it allows the referee to therefore be totally 100% in his decision. If he sees something in real time and misses it, how can he's, he's not supposed to make a decision on it. We have seen that happen before in Scotland. Wally Collum was the very man. He had his back to the goal, if you remember, Dan Mastorovich at Ibrox. He had his back to the action. <laughs> comes around the guys in the deck and he blows for a penalty. So you're not allowed to do that as a referee. You're not allowed to use opinion. You've got to be totally to the subject, to the letter of the, uh, uh, the, the rules. 
That's mm. what happens with VAR. It gives you even more of that. And if referees are still inconsistent when they're using a monitor, or if they're getting fucking Laurel and Hardy in the, the, the VAR centre, phoning through to the watch, right, that's, that's a penalty, whatever, and they're not doing it right, then you can still go, ah, well, do you know what? With Gidges linesman, Gidges extra linesman's on the park, he's still made an asset. With Gidges video-assisted referee, he's still making an asset. So where's the common denominator here? It's use it's making the asset because you're still the human I, I think we I think where it differentiates, Gav, with, with tennis is uh, if somebody serves and, and it's outside the service line and somebody puts their horn up, it, it's an instant decision. But if something happens on the football park and then there's three or four minutes of play before the ball even goes out of play, then it's a massive call to bring that big part of the game back to then make that decision. I, I think that's probably why what Paddy's saying in, in regards to making decisions and getting three three kind of tokens fucking per half makes probably no sense, to be honest with you. Because the ball could not get the park for five or six minutes. And then, then I'm just saying, oh, but something happened then. That again will be detrimental to the game, will it not? Mm. I agree, I agree. Uh, we could talk about this till the cows come home. James, I right. you had a good point there right. before we move on. What, what are we no, sorry, mate, sorry. Cool. Um, we had a, a lovely wee compliment there from Rosemary Kilduff. Um, Jungle Gems is, uh, is uh, well, she likes us anyway. So thank you very much, Rosemary. <laughs> very, very kind of you. And um, guys, uh, without you of yours, you know, it wouldn't be that much fun. So thanks very much. We consider you as as much a part of the podcast as what we are so thank you very much and we always appreciate your comments um, and, uh, and, and seeing, as he's, seeing as he's here as well Gav we might as well be your dairy a plug oh thank you exactly. thank you Patrick <laughs> thank you Patrick exactly. it's, su- it's got... Sunday so I'll call, I'll call you with your, your Sunday name mate. oh thank thank you very much uh, Derek lovely uh, aye so obviously what Gav says only reiterate it here for yous, yous are here for us, blah, blah, blah. There's Dale as well. Celtic Supporters Podcast on YouTube. Doing very, very well at the moment, mate. You're flying your views and your subs. So, very well done, mate. So, aye. As Parliament says there, for both of the channels, Jungle Jim's Celtic Supporters Podcast, free to subscribe, press the wee thumbs up, the wee bell, all you need to do. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. And finishing off with the, the last um, action of the game on the 87th minute, it was a, a quick throwout from Hart to Abada, who was almost in a kind of right-back position, and he saw Turnbull motoring up. <laughs> when have you ever seen Turnbull motoring up the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> on this occasion, Patrick, you from the Porsche scheme is padded to us. Yeah, remember that's one. Ash, Ash, yeah, I'm over. I'm on. I'm on the tee. Cup of tea. Ash, yes. <laughs> I am. Um, so uh, a long ball up to Turnbull on the, the right flank and he crossed for Jota who came on as a sub and Jota had such an easy finish of putting it in the net. Uh, James, I was saying uh, to Paddy earlier on before the game, uh, before we, before full time, um, it was a confidence booster for Jota but out of all the players at Celtic he's probably the last one who needs a confidence booster I think he's just chock full of it anyway but regardless uh, good to see that he's getting back on the score sheet again and Jenky just goes back into the starting 11 or do you think he still needs a few more games to get up to speed I, 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 he's in the team I don't know if I'd play about uh, see, fair, I don't even know what a day for the Bernabeu nothing to play for nor that. do you just kind of play no the reserves, I know you've got the pool to pick for, but do you go full full strength and I don't know, risk the injuries? I, I generally don't know what I would do, but no, I, 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 domestically definitely, obviously in the games that kind of count now, I, I'd have him straight back in, I'd like uh, to see him and Hak Sabanovic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I guess uh, Dale, for, for the Madrid game, like what are we playing for? We're playing for pride. We've always wanted to go to the Bernabeu. It's just an unfortunate situation that we're going to the Bernabeu with nothing to play for in terms of getting through in Europe. So what's your expectations as a Celtic fan? It's a very nostalgic game, mate. Um, Speaking to guys that are in their 20s and speaking to guys that are in their 70s, 
that I've never experienced going to the Bernabeu with, with Celtic in a, a competitive European game, mate. But some of my gaffers that are work and, and work that are, that are pensioners are are so looking forward to the game. A lot of the young team that are gone are so looking forward to it. The Bernabeu is one of the most iconic stadiums in world football. Um, I have absolutely no doubt Ange Postacoglu goes there. Um, puts out a very a, a very strong team. I the, the, the pride time's massive, Gav. Um, any anytime you're wearing this this clover in your chest, then doesn't matter where you're playing your your football. Then then pride for the taps, uh, a, a massive massive thing. So, uh, listen, it's going to be it's going to be a tougher game than we probably expected for the for the start of the Champions League group because I think most fans think Real Madrid would have been qualified by now. And we'd have maybe been going there trying to sneak into the kind of Europa League. But I I don't doubt Ange Postacoglu goes there. Um, a very, very strong side. And listen, I, I think it's just the guy's nature. He goes wherever it is to try and win a game of football. So I, I agree with James. I, th- I think Jota will probably start. Um, the, 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 the up top one with Kyogo and Jackie Marcus, we don't know, but. Aye, let's go. Let's go and give it a go, mate. Because we've not embarrassed ourselves this year. We've gave a fucking great account of ourselves in European football. So go, go to the Bernabeu. Give the fans what they want to see. Attack them and fucking get a bash, mate. It's the last game. Get a fucking bash, man. Good answer, Paddy. Coming on to you. No sooner had I asked you that question, then I kind of harkened back to what was nineteen sixty-seven. We played at the Bernabeu in a non-competitive game, but it's a game that everybody fondly remembers who can watch it on YouTube. We are 1-0, and it was Jimmy Johnson who ran the show that night, and all the Spaniards were talking about him. So I guess that's an example of you're playing for pride, you've got the prestige, and you can make a name for yourself. So take it away. Um, Just before I do that, mate, again, to everybody in the comments section, thanks very much for your your kind words on that. Uh, There's Ross Mullen. Jungle Jim's the best podcast on YouTube. Brilliant, John Coyle, good show as always. Joe, Joe Rogan is pretty good as well, just to let you know. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. Right, so, so, anyway. so, we've we've got we've, 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 supporter podcast, the Jungle Jim's and Joe Rogan. Right. <laughs> how, right, how do I put this baldy cunt off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I was just about to say, listen, we're, we're one subscription after a thousand. So yes, somebody. Somebody Don't help us. Go. Somebody put us all the line because McGinty will cream his pants when we do. But um, anyway, again, thanks everybody. But no, to answer your question, Gav. I mean, there's obviously there's two ways that you can do it. You can you can kind of treat it as a as a game where there's nothing to play for. Much there isn't. There's nothing to play for in terms of points. Real Madrid probably have something to play for because they'll want to ensure they finish uh, in first place. I think there's still a, a chance that Leipzig can do it. So they'll want uh, to beat us and they want to ensure that they beat us. But again, they might not want to risk too many players for getting to the next stage as well. But I think for me, mate, uh, this kind of looking looking at everything in hindsight this season of the Champions League, this is all about learning. It's all about developing these players and making them better players and what they are for getting into the next campaign. And I know it'd have been great to, to obviously get something for, for the Champions League this season, at the very least third hopefully second, you know, even even a even a victory against Real Madrid at Celtic Park, something 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 to just lift all the spirits. But I think again, like last season, last season we were in the, the Europa League and then the Conference League. I think we've taken a lot away for that and put it into this season. And I think we'll do the same again for this season, get into next season. Because I'm very, very confident that we'll win the league. I don't know if it'll be a canter or anything, but I'm sure that the guys will do enough to, to, to deliver another crack at the, the, the Champions League automatic qualification. We will then have a group of players, if we keep the kind of same nucleus of the squad, we'll have a guy that's been there, done it, and is experienced. And as I said before, four guys in the squad, Hart, uh, Carl McGregor, Joe For- uh, Jimmy Forrest and Jackie Marcus, four guys that have played in the Champions League. You know what I mean? No, even the manager's done it. So... I would, uh, aye, sorry, sorry, I'm waffling away there. I would play, I would play a strong enough squad, mate. I'd play Jota. I'd let guys like that kind of uh, get a get a chance and try and put in a performance and give them something to to kind of cheer about and go home happy about. Aye. 
it's a terrible phrase, but see, whenever we signed uh, Burnaby, always thought Burnaby for the Bernabeu. Um, it has to happen, even as a wee sub. James, what do you reckon? Aye, as I say, I, I'm kind of torn with it, because see, if you go there, I know, and I think Angel think the same as well, obviously, as you say, everybody's going to paying up their money and stuff like that, been looking forward to it, so I think he will go full strength, but see, at the same time, see if you go there and you're picking up four injuries and all that, you'll, behave, you'll come home fuming, but I think he will go for it. Uh, I think it, I fear it could be a behind the couch job, but hopefully we can sneak a wee draw. Guys, that is a milestone, an absolute milestone, 1,000, that's... Fucking amazing, so amazing. Much. No, but by the way, he's, he's, he's fucking deserve it, he's have worked hard at it, he, he's our own a consistent basis on a Tuesday and the post-match stuff and all that, and your content's always good, man. It really is, man. So he's fucking deserve every bit of it, man. And I hope that one K pushes his own a wee bit further and make a couple of shekels and, and, and do what he's did today. But I listen, I've been a fan today, man. So fucking very, very well done to you guys, man. And um, I, I I'm proud of you, man. You've done well. Well done, too. Well, well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you were on a nominate when we heard that because you were you were a, you were you were a part of helping us get getting to it as well. So thanks, you thank, are, thank you very much, mate. Thanks. I need bother, man, and I hope it goes from strength to strength because <coughs> we spoke about it before. There's, there's loads of different ones out there that people can watch, and whatever your gig is, your gig is. Uh, if, if you do like the the PC stuff that you, you, you don't hear the, the, the blue language for me and our Patrick and, on occasion, or, or more more than occasion, I would like to say. <laughs> um, aye, it, listen, it's an alternative, and, and there's loads of different ones out there, but Aye, well done, trips, man. That's a fucking great milestone. Well done. Mm -hmm. Use, 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 guys next. Use guys next on the CSP, mate. Coming. Aye, hopefully, mate. As long as, as long Coming. as I, I, I don't get banned before that, which is a very good <laughs> chance. Yeah. Well, we can we can promise of yours that it will just be business as usual for the jungle gyms. Um, oh, I, 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 apart, apart from Gav, I'm sorry. It will be a tenner per prescription as of next week. So everybody. That's I'm it, joking, mate. I'm joking, I'm joking. That's it, mate. Aye, I tell Aye. you, I mean, that's it. Ten, ten grand a month, mate, that'll do you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> uh, here, by the way, in a totally different topic, I watched the Copa Libertadores final last night between Flamengo and Chapel, Chapel something. El Chapel. Chapel Caese. Aye, that's it. Is that the one that the... Plane the plane crash. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, the quality, like they got a man sent off and early in the first half, and kind of Flamengo won one nil. But see the quality, I think our team could uh could uh, beat Flamengo. Just going to say that it's just kind of unfortunate they they uh, reside on a different continent from us. Just going to say that. So Celtic would absolutely smash Brazil, is what Gav said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's, here's one for you there, Del. Seems your own. Red Scott, and just, just start another one up, Del. If you do get banned, because I'll tell you, mate, you're among the most genuine people out there. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. That's nice. Nice to hear. Nice to hear, mate. And there's, 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 there's Frank Kennedy with the, the best fucking humour out as per usual. Not getting on, mate. <laughs> 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 a thousand subs that must be a big bench. Oh, it's and I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I'll need to, I'll need, I'll need to steal your, your new addition, Patrick, one night for a wee, a wee Friday night there, James. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. 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 I do School night tonight, I know, man. We'll need definitely need to get our gav on a Friday night. Um, Aye, I'll get a, pissed a, a wee crossover show, mate. It would, it would be brilliant, mate. I, I wanted to focus on our comments and that. I've been talking about it. Like, getting across there with the, the CSP and the Jungle Gyms, a wee Friday night bevy and a, a, sh a shite talk, as it's called, mate. It would, it would be good, mate. We'd, we'd sit on in Friday night and it was actually all right, Paddy, wasn't it? I don't remember. <laughs> aye, well, well, aye. That's what Coors Light at three o'clock in the afternoon does, but aye. Aye, the rest. Look. 
Oh, yeah. I remember calling you the, the So Solid crew on Friday night. You had that many people on. Uh, I've seen that, mate. I've seen that. That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, yeah. the, it's a Monday night show. That I, I'm forgetting it's a CSP Monday night live tomorrow, so I'll need to maybe text by Coggy and get some uh, costumes looked at for tomorrow night. I thought, I thought you were already in fucking costume. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's the obvious shite answer, you know what I mean? I, know. Mate, anyway. I was I was going I was going to get a Tifa wig and paint my beard grey and kid on I was but Del but I thought nah that's aye, just a, 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 my screen would crack or something. <laughs> I, I thought Ma- it was the, the I think I might, I think I might get the the two thousand and eight mankini pulled out the loft for the morning night. <laughs> Is that anything like the the Scott Brown mankini for back in the day? Do you remember um, that one? I don't know, mate, but there's definitely nothing falling out the side of mine, I'll tell you that. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, so, midweek, Real Madrid, um, and we obviously won't be going to that one. We're not one of the lucky ones travelling over to Madrid for that game. So, um, hopefully, hopefully we can do a post-match review if people don't have, uh, if they're not getting early bedtime. And James, is that James you're talking about? That's me, aye. Is is it Madrid game on the Tuesday? Right? Uniform all looked it before. It's wet, it's wet. Is it Wednesday next week? Is it Wednesday? Right, you okay? Okay, aye. Is so it we Wednesday? Still... I might be talking shit by the way. Ah, yeah, it's, it's Wednesday. Ah, it's Wednesday, aye. So, in that case, it'll be Tuesday for the the, the TikTok, and then hopefully, if we can, uh, a post match review of Madrid. I shudder to, to think what we'll be talking about in that game. Um, but you never know when the chips are down, that's when people can surprise you. I know, I know. Uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a massive game to look forward to as a Celtic fan, and because of the results in the league, it's um, it's ter- it's a terrifying thought as well. Um, I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it, Gaff, to be honest with you, but. You were hoping to get into it in, in different circumstances. So go, going up against the European champions, as Paddy said, having to win to top the group is quite is quite fucking daunting, to be honest yeah. with you. I would imagine the big hatters will be out. Modric's, Benzema, Vinicius well, Jr., guys like that. I, I think Benzema's struggling for the game anyway, so you'd imagine it's going to be like See, a, a, see, in, another, see in another porno or something? I don't know, maybe somebody's probably blackmailing. Um, <laughs> they'll, pro- they'll probably have like Mar- Mariano starting or some other yeah. guy that'll score about fucking a thousand goals against us. But uh, nah, listen, even, even their B team is going to be frightening, you know what I mean? But listen, that's what it is. We're out, so let's go out with at least some sort of bang, you know what I mean? At least try really? and yeah, just play like Celtic, you know what I mean? If, if, if we're going to play like that, Kind of swashbuckling in your face, kind of football in the first game. I don't think we're going to do it in the last game. Do it every game. Aye. Go for it. Get a goal, mate. Aye. Play Aye. Aye. And James Big guys. <laughs> um, is there anything further we want to talk about? I noticed in the comments there that people are um, noticing the, the, the absence of Frank Brennan. Uh, we hope he's okay. Uh, James, you'll learn that Frank Brennan is one of our more positive. Uh, viewers, uh, <laughs> always gives us a lift. Uh, it's Paddy's uh, best online mate. He's his pen pal almost, uh, um, but he's not here today. Uh, we hope we hope Brennan's all right. I think, I think Paddy I, just comes on to my podcast as well, Gab, just to fucking argue with him. Uh, to be fair, he's a good old soul. Um, an arsehole, sorry, I meant him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Frank. No, you're all right, mate. You're all right. You just need a wee bit of sunshine in your life. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, right, guys. Anything further before we can uh, finish things off for this evening or this afternoon? Ah, just obviously. Just, uh, just a big thanks to everybody. Obviously, it comes on in comments and see it every week and follows, follows all the guys about. Listen, it's nothing we put you, you know what I mean? So, aye. Brilliant. Thank you all, and what a day to be a Tim. I know it's pushing the outside, but it's, the sun's shining in my heart. It's nice, it's nice and dry up and wishy, mate. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, aye, to the viewers, thank you so, so much. Uh, it's so, so much appreciated. Uh, we've got to a thousand subscriptions. I hope nobody unsubscribes tonight just for a fucking laugh. <laughs> I've got to do it now. I've got to do it. <laughs> 
Nine, nine, nine. Get it up, please. <laughs> you, you phone the police, eh? Right? You get ripped. Ah, uh, my grass, mate. Aye. <laughs> right, Lee Wallace, that's enough. Right, snitches get snitches. Right, <laughs> anyway, um, from myself, Paddy, Dell, and James, thank you very, very much. Hope you all enjoyed the game as much as we did. And we'll be back for uh, the Tuesday uh, TikTok for the Jungle Gyms, but on your Monday night, watch the Celtic Supports podcast. That's yes. where your, your entertainment will be. Thank Dale you, Dale and Boy Monday, and the rest of the trips to Tuesday. Catch you. God bless, guys. Hail, hail. hail.